0: Welcome to It Is Always Now with Marty Long. Get ready to open up and my let true joy into you your life. Join Marty for conversations about inclusivity and respect, and respect, the importance of curiosity and, and making change happen. Your journey of exploration and discovery into in the greater world podcast, around us begins now. Here's Marty. The so first I'm going to pick up where we left off and doing a quick synopsis of Egypt. and I'm and a few closing remarks that I think will help you understand what that means. Really so now, number 14. You know, I've found that for to be a complete person, it's important to, to find ways to connect with the world around us. It's these two students that help you better understand and appreciate the diversity and beauty of the world around us. Trouble is just one way to do this. The Dalai Lama says, once a year, go to a place you've never been before. And to that, I made it with feel to add, it doesn't have to be out of the country. It can be in your own state, your own city. Maybe there's a museum you haven't used to yet. 15. Hot Stone Matter. The internal does not do a lot to change a physical body in this life, or a core personality, as far as I can tell. The body is the pot that contains your soul. And that's what the eternal cares about. He nurtures and feeds your soul. And in fact, that power can't change your personality. It can change how you approach things, and how you feel. The eternal provides that clear, cool, the honor that quenches the fires within us and are often driven by our own actions and reactions. Sixteen, elusive truth. Determining what truth is is very difficult because it's elusive. Here, I chose two different entities that choose that showcase different ways that truth is elusive. Number one, we never travel under facts. Number two, we're afraid of truth that makes us uncomfortable, so we rationalize it away. And number three is the most important of all, we cannot look into someone else's soul, which is why we must Never judge others around us. And we need to be gentle with ourselves, too. Number 17, orange your touchstones. If I did a little search on Google, touchstones, that word, that concept gets used in so many different ways. But here, I want to tie it in, of course, to what we've been talking about. And this is what I have come to call the four corners of spiritual renewal. Physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. Now, Webster says that a touchstone is a fundamental or quintessential part of something. And clearly, our physical, emotional, mental, spiritual aspects are, well, actually, they encompass everything we are. So we need to learn to, to listen to the feelings that our body gives us related to these emotions uh, biofeedback and and those moments of feedback can help us understand, oh, it's time to stop and see what we're going, so physical is your body tone rendered tense, anxious, impatient? it's time to go for a run on the green belt. Emotional. Are you feeling frustrated, dismissive, irritated? Maybe it's time to call a friend and go have a cup of coffee. Mentally. Are you engaged or are you thinking about other things when someone's talking to you? Or maybe you just want to block things out. I think that's a good time to meditate. To clear your mind and take a deep breath. Spirituality, hot or cold. I think most of us go one way or the other and often more to be extreme than we should. Think prayer and study help us learn and find the balance. Number 18. Perception, puzzle, perspective. Some years ago, I got hooked on thousand piece jigsaw puzzles. I remember opening the first box and dumping all those pieces on the dining room table where I was going to put this thing together. It's overwhelming. And I find that being perceptive is the key component to keep us moving. When life just has so many pieces out there, so many things are coming at us, we don't know what to do. And very often, you cannot do this alone. Friends, clergy, a therapist, it is not a sign of weakness to seek assistance. Sometimes, those values and pieces are so overwhelming that we need to refocus, reframe, remain open. That's the most important. Number 19, a lullaby for your soul. Webster says that a soul, that a lullaby, is a song which is sung to bring suit to children. I'm going to say that again. A lullaby is a song that is sung to bring suit to children. I really like that. Sometimes your inner child needs a lullaby. Sometimes your soul needs a lullaby. Some time ago, I wrote the poem "Hush My Soul," which is an meditation spoken. I had a short YouTube video based on This is a This is for me. I titled "Lullaby for My Soul." Find your own. Have several. And when you feel things falling apart, spend some time in twenty. Lost in loneliness. All of a sudden, our society is so much more aware of it because of COVID. It's always been there, and it always will be. So this time, I looked at three movies that showcase how loneliness happens and why it happens. The feeling of being trapped. Avoidance through escapism. Because we're so afraid what truth might reveal, but we just won't even go there. The fear of open, meaningful dialogue. A lot of families have this problem. Someone's told you something about somebody else, and you don't know how to feel about that, and you don't want to say anything because you just might make things worse. It's just, you have to think for it. You have to think and decide the best way. But overall, if you are truly in a state of loneliness where you have a great deal of melancholy, then you need to seek ways to do past best out. 21. Mindfulness Scale In our upper... Put things in perspective or to decide what to believe and not believe. There's always a tendency to fully embrace, fully go forward, or to hold back and dismiss something out of hand. So, you know how it is when you're on the phone with a company and they're saying, please stay on the line and answer our little survey. And the questions are something like, on a scale of one to five, Well, one is not good and five is extremely good. How did you feel about the person you just talked to? So, why do we have the ones in the middle? I think it's because we need to wonder wisely. We need to evaluate ideas and decide what works for us or doesn't. So, here's my mindfulness scale. Number five. You no, know, this is always evolving and we're always evaluating, but then we find things, we do find things that we can just fully embrace immediately. Four. Sometimes something you know, you just know it well worth considering, but you feel like you need to do the little deeper. Three. Much of it's good, but there are some things in there that are quite opposed to what you are currently thinking. So, you might want to check that out some more. Number two, a red flag. Not only are there some things in there that don't quite match what you're thinking, but there are some things in there that are quite opposite of what you're thinking. And even then, we shouldn't just run away from it. Give it a little time. You might find something meaningful enough to make it part of your belief system. Number one is danger. Sometimes we run into things that everything in our heart, mind, soul, body tells us to leave alone. Just move on. Run if you have to. But overall, the most important thing is that we wonder wisely, right Way you boundless boundaries. I've got to thinking about it, and I realize that some boundaries are very burdensome. And in order to really enjoy life, move forward in life, we have to find ways to must those boundary, boundaries. And at some point, we will find that many of those previously burdensome boundaries have become boundless boundaries. Well, what I want to do is read a quote from, oh dear, I can't say the name, Sky Young-Nipham. He says, there are no boundaries, only possibilities. Now, in a perfect world, we could look at it that way. I think we need to get as close as possible to seeing things as possibilities. But honestly, we still have to fix the car and, and pay our bills. And there's always going to be things that we aren't going to love. But if we can put them into perspective, if we can find ways to just do it or move on, more and more we're going to find that we have boundaries, boundaries and so many more possibilities. 23. Essential mid-time. Now, I found something on Psych Central that helped me with this one. It starts out with There's a difference between time alone and loneliness. Hold that thought because we are going to talk about that a little more later. Now, here's their quote Alone time is a healthy way to recharge de-stress, and re-center yourself. A lack of a long time can affect our mental health, too, and the court. Now, this is why I call it essential me time, because we do need a time. Under our own control, you become lonely and isolated, usually by things that you have no control over or very little control over. And that's kind of the bad case of loneliness. But this alone time is also important. It's time to let go of some activities, put the past history into perspective, embrace and time alone. I suggest many, many times, like 15 minutes. Now, if you live alone or you're in a house where you can shut the bedroom door and Have your 15 minutes undisturbed. That's good. But maybe you're just like a really busy mom with lots of kids and lots of things to do and places to go and you work also. You have to be a little more creative. So your 15 minutes might be while you're driving to work. Listen to some soothing music. Listen to some inspirational discussions. Now, for twenty four I did my top three top ten lists probably kind of as a way to share with you even more of who I am. Included travel, books, movies, memories. And oh, it's, it's there if you're interested. I had fun doing it, but I suggest you do that for yourself because you might learn something about yourself. So in summary, what is this overall message? Behind it all, it's been my belief that there is something outside itself. That if you open your heart, mind, and let the joy in, you will find it. Here's a quote by Art Bell, but I do believe in the parent-normal, that there are things that our brains just can't understand, or I would say comprehend. This is what I call the eternal. When it comes to a basic philosophy of life, you really have two choices. You believe in something outside of self or not? And clearly, that's the choice. That each individual makes for themselves. So, for me, meditation, prayer, study, pondering is the best way to connect. Seek, and you will find that love that teaches you to love others. And when you get dis- discouraged, pray. Don't wait. God will be the house for any of Perhaps it is time to reconnect with God in a different way. Just wait and follow. God will find you. So, new beginnings. Remember my little porcelain baby dragon? He sits on my desk and reminds me that every day brings some new beginnings. So, don't be afraid. Open the door. Put the joy in. Regardless of what you call this, regardless of the path you take, if you receive, see, you will find. If you open your heart and mind and invite the joy in, there's no, no limit to what you will find. One last. Failure is not the opposite of success. It's part of success. And this was found on remoma.org. Apparently it anonymous. Let's say it again. Failure is not the opposite of success. It's part of success. In this life, we're never going to reach a point where we never make a mistake or we never get upset or we never, you know, say the wrong thing. That's why we need to embrace those failures and learn from them. Now is always the time to refocus, to take the ideas of others and make them your own, or rule them out. It's always time to see the your journal to find balance and perspective. It is always and always will be now.